0: Welcome back to episode 120 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer, bringing you a very special Doctor Strange episode. First up, Our own Lorraine Sink chats to Rachel McAdams about playing Dr. Palmer, working with Benedict, and more. Then stick around as we welcome Dr. Strange comic editors Nick Lowe and Darren Shan to the podcast for a mystical introduction to get you ready for the film's release. Now join us as we welcome Rachel to the podcast.
1: Hello, welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we talk all things women and all things Marvel. I'm your host today, Lorraine Sink from the Marvel Minute and Thwip, the Big Marvel Show. And today we have someone very special on the podcast. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast.
2: Oh, thank you. Good to be here.
1: (laughs) Uh, So congratulations on the film. It's absolutely fantastic. Just got to see it. Uh, What has it been like? You know, today is going to be the premiere. We're going to actually release this episode on the day the film comes out, November 4th. But what is a premiere day like for you?
2: Oh, um, premiere day. Well, I mean, half of the day we're doing press. So which is kind of nice because then I'm sort of almost already ready. (laughs) <laughs> well, I've already been through hair, makeup, and the glam, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I might actually, you know, I don't know, take a nap, or read a book, or something like that.
1: Oh, that <laughs> sounds that's amazing!
2: Between, between press and the carpet, um, and then I usually get ready with my sister. She's my makeup artist. Aww. So um, we get ready at home together, and and then um, and then a lot of you know my family and friends are coming tonight, so we'll all you know, caravan van over there together and, um, you know, take up one row of the theater and hopefully have a great time. So Wonderful. That's, that's the night. And then we have a, I think we have an after party at the Magic Castle, which I'm not sure which part I'm more excited about.
1: <laughs> I know. But I well, heard they have a magical piano that you can give requests to.
2: It can play anything. It's so, so bizarre. Um, yeah. So it's, that's, that's a fun
3: spot too.
1: Well, yeah. now let's go back to the beginning. So when okay. Marvel first reached out to you and they said that they were interested in having you be part of the film, what did you think of the Marvel Universe and what was your reaction? Did they tell you anything? I know Marvel Studios is very tight-lipped.
2: Yes, I actually think I only read my scenes um to, to begin with, uh, so I, I was a little in the dark about the, the rest of the film, but um, I, I, I did get a, get a peek at my character, and I had a great meeting with Scott, and he, you know, took me through so much of it and showed me some of his, um, his the artwork that he'd already been creating. I mean, he was working on stuff I think before he even officially had the job. I think he's, you know, a real. <laughs> bonafide fan of the Dr. Strange comics, so um, he was just really the perfect guy for the job. So he, he sort of walked me through a lot of it, and his passion was just so, you know, infectious, and um, and yeah, I got on board right away. You know, I was happy, happy to join in, so.
1: I love that. So you play uh, Christine Palmer, who comic fans might know from the comics as a night nurse, but she's actually a doctor in the film, and I think that it seems like that's an important component of her relationship with Doctor Strange as sort of colleagues. What, what was that connection between the two of you like as, as co-doctors?
2: Well, I mean, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to, to have banter back and forth. Um, you know, that was important to Scott. We, we didn't have a lot of time to establish the relationship. So it was, I think, quite, um, quite clever of Scott to... Originally, they were supposed to be boyfriend-girlfriend during the film. And he sort of turned that around and decided we should start at the end, you know, where they've already been through a relationship, come out the other side as friends, so that there's a really rich history there behind them. And... Um, You know, and Christine's come to terms with certain things about um, Stephen Strange that she just can't change um, and she kind of can't live with, can't live without him, Um, especially just, as you said, as colleagues, you know, he's um, one of the greatest neurosurgeons in the world and they work very well together, though they do have very different philosophies on medicine and what it is. To save people and you know Stephen's searching for the glory and you know cutting-edge technology and sort of these more high-profile cases whereas Christine believes you help every person that comes your way regardless of what you're going to get out of it personally so um they're butting heads a little bit on that but um with good humor (laughs) Uh,
1: i do love the humor in the film uh, in particular. Um, and actually, it's very interesting. Your mother is actually a nurse, is that right?
2: She is, yes. She's retired now, but yes.
1: Uh, did that inform your performance? Did you get to be around the medical profession sort of growing up?
2: <laughs> I did, I did. Um, I didn't inherit that gene, unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, it was, it was, I. My mother incre- was such an incredible nurse and a very compassionate nurse. Uh, at a time now, you know, now in medicine things move so quickly, and there's so many she- machines that do everything for you. You know, when she was um, when she was a nurse, it was much more about you know one-on-one patient-to-nurse care, and um, and so I kind of borrowed a little bit of that for Christine. That she's she sort of maybe takes things home with her a little bit more than she should, um, and she really is. Uh, you know, she's she's an emerge, so she's dealing with patients very directly every day and fighting as hard as she can to, to make sure everyone gets the kind of care they deserve. So, and I, you know, my mom was kind of that way. Um, but
4: yeah, I mean,
2: I, I certainly got a lot of growth stories around the dinner table growing up. That, um,
1: Does that mean <laughs> you have a prepare strong prepare a
2: little bit for this? That, sorry.
1: Oh, does that mean you have like a pretty strong constitution? I imagine being around that, you have to be.
2: You you would think so. You would think that I would have a stronger stomach by now. Um, I'm getting better. This movie certainly helps me. Um, I I kind of heard, heard those stories growing up and thought, oh, I don't think that. I don't think that's the occupation for me. I mean, when I was in kindergarten, I think I did want to be a nurse. I think I put that on my little you know, school report, but um, only, I think, because I was, you know, enamored by my mother. But, um, yeah, I, it, it's, I'm not good with, I'm not great with, I, one of the doctors I was shadowing actually um, offered to take me up in the evac helicopter for the weekend and do a, a shift with him. And I had to politely decline because I'm, A, not good at flying, B, not great with, what so I was just worried that I was gonna become more of a burden to him than a help and he would have you know enough on his plate to deal with so I politely declined. But um yeah, it was uh it was a great education I I I feel like I could um, I could stitch someone up in a pitch if I had to. You know? All
1: right. Well hopefully you won't need to <laughs> <was so> cool. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so Benedict is, uh, as Dr. Strange is, a, he's very polarizing, especially in the beginning of the film. He's very arrogant. He's very driven. What do you think is Christine's attraction to him? Like what brings those two together?
2: Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I think he's a very, um, you know, I think she's drawn to his incredible intelligence, his amazing ability to save people's lives. Uh, you know, he's a really extraordinary creature, and I think that, you know, there's, there's a real attraction to that. Um, you know, with those high-functioning, um, highly intelligent people, sometimes, you know, maybe the, soci- the social skills or um, skills in the romance department are not as honed as his surgical skills. So um, So, yeah, I think he's kind of a hot fire. She now knows she can't really touch. Um, and that his work will always be, you know, more important. And and to be fair, her work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both are really, really busy people that, you know, had a hard time finding time for each other. So, I mean, that's my version of it. Benedict might have a different version of it. But um, so, you know, but I, I, I think she's a great admirer of who he is. And I think she sees the strengths in him that have, Kind of um, gotten lost, or have um, grown um, in a direction that's maybe not—you uh, know—they need to be kind of um, rebalanced, right? So I think she sees the good in him,
1: and you know? it's—and speaking of seeing the good in him, you know, it feels like there's a very special spark between the two of you. You kind of continue to help him until he has completely pushed you away. Do you feel like it's sort of that undying love, or what is that thing that uh, keeps her going despite everything?
4: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I, well, I think she has deep love for him, and I think that at a certain point she realizes A, she's being mistreated, and B, she's enabling him, and right. that that's not good for either of them. And maybe it's, you know, best, best for everyone involved as she steps away. No matter how painful or difficult that is, um, but you know, at the end of the day, she loves him and always will. And um, and when he comes back, she can see. She knows him better than anyone. She can see that there's this incredible deep shift in him that um, is so palpable that you know she just kind of can't help but want to know this what this transformation is and this. Crazy, strange journey he's been on. And, you know, he and she dropped out of her life for um, an entire year. So, you know, she has a lot of questions to
1: be answered. Yeah, and speaking of which, you have some really wonderfully fun stories where the Doctor Strange world sort of crosses into the real world. Uh, what is it like shooting those kinds of scenes where there are astral projections <laughs> and uh, fights in different realities? Um,
2: I mean, those are the scenes I was most. Nervous about shooting, and um, to be honest, it got it me really easy. And, and everyone working on the set, um, uh, there wasn't so much um, green screen. It was actually, and Benedict, I have to thank Benedict too for. Um, being willing to be strung up on wires, you know, hours and hours a day. So he was really kind of flying through <laughs> the
1: room. Um, Peter Pan style, kind of. <laughs> What's that? Peter Pan style. Totally Peter Pan style, yes. <laughs>
2: very nimble. Um, so I didn't, you know, I, he was often right there for me to act off of and with. And um, and then, you know, they were very clever. Um, some of the prop guys, you know, what... Um, put fishing line on you know various things around the room that were supposed to move you know at different times so there was lots to actually react to so you know it, it was kind of much easier. I built it up in my head to be much harder than it really was.
1: Oh that's fantastic and speaking of Benedict, what was it like working together? Oh,
2: I mean he's just a dream. He's, he's He keeps it so light and fun He's a consummate professional. He's, you know, humble and kind, and um, and he's just such a phenomenal talent. I mean, it, you know, I was watching him do Hamlet the week before we began, um, Wonderful. which is one of the hardest roles on the planet. <laughs> um, at the end of his run, then he comes right into Doctor Strange, and he's, you know, hits the ground running. He's uh, he wants to know everything about surgical procedures he's, he's getting right in there and then you know and and meanwhile you know we're coming to the end of the shoot and he's learning having to learn all this crazy dialogue for Sherlock which he's about to go off and shoot another season of so you know he's just he's just a machine I mean he's really really extraordinary and he was talking today just about the power of the mind and that you can you know if you harness that you can really do anything and I feel like he's got he's learned the secret to that (laughs) you know he really is kind of operating like like a like a real life superhero at the moment that's amazing yeah i i I had a ball with him
1: and speaking of sherlock what a perfect segue you've worked with another sherlock robert downey jr our iron man uh and of course benedict which sherlock is your favorite sherlock
2: <laughs> oh God! No! Talk <laughs> <down to> me.
1: <laughs> I know there's no way um, you can answer it and win.
2: <laughs> there, there isn't. There isn't. So I'm going the very diplomatic, but but honest route. Um, I, I what I love is you know they both created two totally different Sherlock's mm-hmm. that both absolutely work, and um, you know, and you just think how many pop, how many reincarnations of this, you know literary character could there be? And, um, you know, Benedict came up with another one. So I think that's a reflection of just what amazing creative minds they both have.
1: So so there's your diplomatic but true answer. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Just one last question for you. Uh, Is there anything that you would like to say to our sort of women of Marvel fans? We have lots of fans that are women. We have lots of Marvel fans. Is there anything you'd like to say to them as they go into see Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange on November fourth,
2: I hope they have a great time. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I, I certainly had a, had a great time. Um, I think there's something for everyone in this film. I think it's fun. It's for every you know people of all ages. Um, but there's a there's a real deepness to it, and um, and what I love about this film is it's about reconstruction and not de, de- deconstruction. So um, it's kind of got a fresh. A fresh take on your typical comic book movie, so um, so hopefully everyone will be kind of surprised and surprised by you
1: know wonderful story. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us on the Wave of Marvel you. Con. It was nice yes.
2: talking to you. Thank Have you. Good day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Hey guys, this is Judy Stevens, producer, um, and we're bringing you a little Doctor Strange introduction. Um, we've got Sana here. Hi, it's Sana.
2: What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> she, said,
0: she sounded very <laughs> excited. <laughs> um, and we've got two of the editors who are that working on the Doctor Strange books. Yep. So, yeah,
4: my name is Nick Lowe. I'm an executive editor. I work on the Doctor
3: Strange books and the Spider books. Hi, I'm Darren Shan. I'm an associate editor, and I basically do everything Nick tells me to do. (laughs) There we go. Very smart. I'm,
5: I'm actually really happy that these guys are here because I just realized that this is the first time that they've been on a marvel yeah. podcast.
4: Yeah, yeah. Never never been there. Long time listener, first time contributor. <laughs> this is amazing because we, we really do strive
5: to have representation on our podcast. So
4: Finally, you've got a white man. A white man. <laughs> yeah. And an Asian
5: man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for joining <laughs> oh us yeah.
4: and
0: diversifying
5: our base. It's really, really appreciated. I mean, we definitely need more white male
0: re- listeners. I do really think.
4: Do you? We do. Do. Yes. Yeah. Well,
5: Nicklo, um, Nicklo has actually worked at Marvel for a very long time. It's true. How many years now, Nick?
4: Uh, fourteen.
5: 14 years. 14 years. Wow. And you started out as an intern, right? Yeah,
4: I was an intern. I don't count my intern years. No, oh. we don't.
5: Oh, count okay. Intern oh.
4: years. All right. it, at least I, I don't. <laughs> uh, I know, but I, so before that, I was an intern for a summer. Um, so, a, like
5: 14 and a half years then, or almost 15 years?
4: Yeah, if you count my internship, 14 and, wow. and a half. No, be, uh, wow. if you count my internship, it's like 15 years. So,
0: you that's should that's be getting um, your statute now.
4: Yeah, I'll be getting a statue I, I, coming up next May. Wow! Oh my God. Wow! Well,
5: wow! And 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 Nick is a little bit—he's sort of our office entertainer as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> generally, for the most part, <laughs> when, when, or does <laughs> <laughs>
4: embarrassable. Yes, yeah. That's really what that means. <laughs> yes.
5: Um, but he anytime there's tours in the office, yeah. he's the guy to do it. Yeah. Sometimes when we have our movie screenings, he has to introduce and do a little yeah. skit. Like tonight,
4: where we're doing our oh, yeah. uh, Doctor Strange uh, Marvel premiere tonight.
5: Screening, yes, you're going to have to do yeah. an introduction. I'm doing the other room nice. as well once nice. again. Um, and then he, he he had once actually, my favorite Nick Lowe experience, I'm sorry, I'm riffing here for a bit, <laughs> <because> <laughs> was um, when he had to do the red carpet for one of the X-Men, for X-Men first class, <laughs> X-Men first class oh, premiere.
4: Yeah. And
5: they were delayed. And All Nick, the movie
4: stars, yeah. All
5: the movie stars were delayed on the red carpet, and Nick had to to spitball for like an extra 40 minutes
4: more than that I was told it would be 20 minutes I believe it ended up being 2 hours Uh, so I thought it would be 20 minutes before they got there and it was about an hour and a half before (laughs) they got there the whole thing ended up being 2 hours so I ended up telling my whole life story Uh, and then everything I could think of it started off I started being things that I and you can still see this on YouTube if you want to search it out if you really want some embarrassing Nick Lowe please uh, do that sounds good but yeah I ended up just talking about whatever would come into my head as we were, as waited for the stars to arrive.
5: I remember when I was born. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yep. it was a
3: cold day. Oh, wait, wait, So yeah. they had you speaking like in front of the theater. Yeah, the I was in, oh, live yeah, on sure. Marvel.com.
4: Okay. Oh okay. okay. And and they they kept being like, no, they're they're getting delayed. So I just be like. And let's, oh. what else can we talk about with the X-Men oh, anyway? Oh, it was wow. crazy. Well,
5: great, which is why I think it's extremely pro- appropriate that you are finally on our podcast yeah. to entertain
4: oh, no. all <laughs> the women of Marvel
5: <laughs> podcast listeners out there. Um, okay, so with that, Dr. Strange, who yeah. is this guy? Yeah, Yeah.
4: Dr. Stephen Strange, the brilliant surgeon. Who
3: is <laughs> <laughs> guy?
4: My goodness, well, brilliant surgeon, best in the world. Until a car accident changed everything. (gasps) It's true. It's true. He, arrogant, jerk, got in a car accident, go driving too fast, late at night, around a curve, tumbles his car, wrecks his hands, (gasps) his livelihood. The, the unshakable hands of Stephen Strange were now broken. What will busted. he do? <laughs> well, he tried every conventional means of fixing it. No dice. Nothing. He tried icing them. What what's it like? You ice, you elevate. That didn't help. He tried <laughs> surgery. You <laughs> ice, you elevate. It didn't some ibuprofen, yep, so ibuprofen <laughs> didn't help. Uh, and he tried everything that science could offer until he decided science wasn't enough. So he searched the world for some sort of mystical solution and he ended up happening upon the ancient one deep in the Himalayas
1: Ooh. the ancient
4: one uh, the sorcerer supreme of the planet earth and the ancient one took him on made him his uh, apprentice basically mm-hmm. taught him the ways of magic along with uh, the similar way he had done to Baron Mordo who was one of his former disciples but strange took to it very well, and decided that he could, that even though he probably could have fixed his hands at some point, that there was much more good he could do in the world as the Sorcerer Supreme. So when the Ancient One died, which is a hilarious story, by the way, Doctor Strange actually had to kill him because of this crazy villain thing. But he, in, if you read that issue at the end of it, the ancient one, you you learn it. We have we need to make use of this in the current comics. <laughs> can basically, he's still alive in our earth, basically. So he can pop his face out of a tree like those trees <laughs> in <King> Game of Thrones, <laughs> or no. like you think like out of anything. Like you walk, you're walking down the street and the like, right. face comes out of the sidewalk. Hello, Stephen. Uh, but yeah, ancient one. Can you talk crazy to anyone? I, yeah. Oh, the ancient one can do anything, Sana.
5: Oh my goodness. Wait, yes. So he's
4: part of the earth now, like Michelle Obama. He can do <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, <hope> he wants <laughs> to <the> president. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he just comes out of the podium like. Uh, anyway, so once ancient one passed, Doctor Strange assumed the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme. Now, this is not a title you get for life. The way it is it works in the comics, and this will play off. We'll talk about this other book that we do as well in the mm-hmm. Doctor Strange universe. The Sorcerer Sorcerer Supreme is a title you have to win. It's like being the heavyweight champion of something, whether like you know boxing or things like that. Like. Yeah. Every, every it's like I think it's every, every year.
3: No, or, it's like every century, every hundred years they have. I like think a, it's more than that. I think it's more, more than more. that. I think yeah. like
4: they, or maybe I can't remember exactly what has to happen to have this conclave of sorcerers to decide who the sorcerer supreme is, like the the very best one. But it's it's very it's crazy. Like a bunch of people get together and who's the best magic guy? Yeah. Do they get like belts?
5: Yeah, belt? yeah, there
4: have been many, and yeah. so so, anyways, so. we'll get back to that though. So okay. so he's been the sorcerer supreme. Uh, Mostly on, but a little bit off. There's a time where Dr. Voodoo or Brother Voodoo became Dr. Voodoo. I'm not sure why the Doctor became part of the Sorcerer Supreme thing, uh, not required. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, but he is the Sorcerer Supreme of our planet. And uh, right now we've got this amazing run right ne- going on that Jason Aaron is writing and Chris Pacello is drawing, where uh, a lot of Doctor Strange's magic was stripped away. And so now he's kind of like bare bones trying to relearn magic as it pops back up in the world after being nearly destroyed. But it's a great book. It's got Doctor Strange, you know, obviously he's the main character. And Jason does so many cool cra- – like the first issue opens up. You see him in this crazy, like, you know, mystical background fighting these beasts. And that when after he defeats, he comes out and he's actually been in the psyche of this little boy in bed. He would made a house call because this little boy was sick. And getting in there, he expunged these, you know, uh, demons that were feasting on him, basically. And that's what Doctor Strange does. If you have a problem that, like when Doctor Strange was trying to solve his problems, that couldn't be solved by conventional means, you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows where Doctor Strange lives. And you find your way to, uh, what is it, 112B Bleecker Street? Or is, mm-hmm. it 22... At the... oh, is it 22? I think. It's kind like, of no. like Sherlock
3: Holmes. Should, we should know this. I know, I should have to have it. got it, like, memorized, yeah. but... But it's on Bleecker Street. Apparently you yes. don't have to memorize Darren. <laughs> no, no, it's 177A Bleecker Street.
4: Oh, yeah. 177A yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleecker Street. There yeah. we go. And uh, you make your way there, and you, and, you, and you ask Dr. Strange for help. And if he can, he helps you. And we've also got Wong, who is his friend-slash-manservant, uh, who is awesome. Wong is the brains of the operation. He basically makes it so Dr. Strange can do what he does, kind of like... He, a head coach has assistant coaches or, like, you know, a surgeon has people who actually help, like, the anesthesiologists and all these things that do things that they couldn't do. Um, and Wong's is re- right. And we also have a new character in there from number one, uh, this uh, woman named Zelma Stanton, a librarian, who had this kind of growth on her head, this, like, mouth growing out of her head that she went to Doctor Strange for help with. And when she saw his library, she nearly had a heart attack out of shame that he had just stacks of books <laughs> <laughs> and like this horrible mess, and it was a librarian's nightmare. So she basically, on her like when she's not being a librarian, she comes to Doctor Strange's houses and she's trying to fix his library. And she's gotten caught up on his adventures and had to do some crazy stuff to help him. And she's awesome. Um, so that's that. That's our main Doctor Strange book.
5: And and we'll, well, the cool thing, maybe talk talk a little bit about is how the concept that there's a cost to magic. Yeah. that you can't just go in and do a magical spell and suddenly like there's no ramifications for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, right.
4: Yeah. And so usually Doctor Strange takes that cost upon himself, mm-hmm. and you know it can cause him like ten years of nightmares if he beats if he uses one spell or different things like mm-hmm. that. And but what we find out found out along this way is that there's some things that he thought he was taking into himself, mm-hmm. paying the cost himself, but he wasn't. That Wong had put had t- t- taken some of the cost for, on him, and then some people that he'd recruited who sacrificed themselves and their sanity and physical well-being and sometimes lives for Strange. And there was this other thing, and there's there's this— Dr. Strange would go and pour these negative effects into his cellar, and these negative effects end up coalescing into a sentient being called Mr. Misery, who we've met, who they broke—who got broken out and helped Dr. Strange defeat this big bad guy in this Mm -hmm. one arc, but now is out there loose in the world causing havoc— um, and it's awesome, but yeah, this this costs like er, nothing. He does comes easily. It, it's not something where he just for a long time in Marvel Comics he was used as what we call Deus Ex Machina, which is from a Greek theater term where in the end of a play if the writer didn't know how to resolve it, a god would come down. It's called God from the Machine, and usually come down at some rigging from like the rafters down and like solve the problem, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And so it was kind of like uh, well, it's kind yeah. of a lazy thing we, that sometimes happens in storytelling. Where Doctor Strange would come and wiggle his fingers, bloop, bloop, and everything yeah. would be fixed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Doctor Strange. Yeah. And uh, but so that that can't that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, so nothing comes easy for him. But mm-hmm. right, so that's our main Doctor Strange book. But we've got another one that's just about that just just came out. First issue came out last, last week, last... I believe. No, or this tomorrow. Because tomorrow. Tomorrow. Comes tomorrow. out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe today if you're listening no to this. It'll Maybe already be on
0: week. sale when you're listening to this. It's on yes. sale now. Yes.
4: Go yeah. get it. It's called Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer's Supreme. Dan, sorcerers. Darren, you want to talk about it? Sorcerers. Sorcerers.
3: Supreme. Yeah. Uh, so this is our team book where Doctor Strange has to team up with a bunch of different other sorcerers throughout time. Uh, so he's teaming up with people like... The ancient one, but he's actually not so ancient anymore. He's actually younger. Ooh, uh, you a know. young and
5: sexy ancient yeah. one? He's, <laughs> so <sexy>. he's,
3: he's <laughs> a teenager, I, son. I, he's now. a teenager. Get your head, head out of you. the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. He's like two <laughs> <like, he's> like, <laughs> parents everywhere. <laughs>
4: Um
3: But he, he, te- he has to team up with someone like that who hasn't become the person that he recognizes. Uh, he's also teaming up with... Uh, Isaac Newton, who apparently was also a sorcerer supreme, yep. Sir Isaac
4: Newton from there's. We did this crazy book called Shield that took place. You know, some of it took place centuries ago about the the origins of Shield before Howard Stark and before all that kind of stuff. But yeah. like in that book, you have Michelangelo was part of it, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. But one of the main bad guys is Sir Isaac Newton. Uh, And he does magic, and it's crazy and awesome. Anyway, yeah, his enemy
5: was the apple.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He took care of that apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isaac Newton. That'll be that'll be an upcoming issue. (laughs) That'll be an upcoming (laughs) issue. What happened
3: to that apple? Um, And then we're introducing some new characters. uh, Who there's
4: also Wiccan from Young Avengers and stuff. A future version of Wiccan. We've got the future
3: version of Wiccan, who first appeared in an X Men crossover, Battle of the Atom. Um, because he grows up to become this version of him this version of him becomes the new the new Sorcerer Supreme way in the future Um, and then we've got some new characters uh, who uh, who were also sorcerers Uh, we've got one who we've got this really cool character named Kushala who yeah, was the demon rider. She, she's the demon rider. She she uh, was she's the Native American sorcerer supreme,
4: and she knows all like these. The diff- 1880s, I think it was right. And she's like the ghost rider of the 1880s. And
5: she's like one of the coolest designs I've seen. Yeah. Who, who designed yeah. that?
4: That's Javier Rodriguez. So so that book is written yeah. by Robbie Thompson, mm-hmm. art by Javier Rodriguez, inks by uh, Alvaro, Alvaro Lopez. Lopez. Colors Col- by Jordy Belair, they're so good. Ooh, mm. I'm making that motion yeah. when you're like when you're, it's hot outside and you're he's like he's fanning himself. Her <laughs> he's colors fanning are himself. so good, yeah. and she's an awesome she's, person.
3: She's real, yeah. She she really like those guys are already pretty good on their own. Uh, is used to coloring himself, but this time around we we brought in Jordy and she like totally elevated that book. Like it looks amazing. Yep.
5: Eisner yeah. Award winning. It's true.
4: Yeah, Eisner Award winning colors. Jordi Belair. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, so there's Demon Rider. So she's the Ghost Rider of the 1880s. And then there's uh, also got Nina the
3: Conjurer, the conjurer, as we call her. Um, she's sort of like, uh, we like to think of her as like the Indiana Jones type Sorcerer Supreme. So she's got a bunch of different weapons. And she's from Brazil. She's from Brazil. In like, what, the
4: 1930s, I think it is? Like, yeah, like yeah. Kind of like film she, noir time. Mm-hmm. More of a pulpy-esque yeah. character. And you're wondering, like, how did she take that title from the Ancient One? Back then, like a lot of these people yeah. were at Sorcerer's Spring during while the ancient one has been alive. Yeah, the ancient one's been alive or,
3: or was alive for like hundreds was of the years. Fourteen hundreds,
4: I think it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like Some really of these old. Took his title. Yeah, along the way.
5: So how did they? How do they take? Is that the stories like showing? Well, it's like we talked they...
4: about these, like the, the yeah. these sorcerer showdowns. Yeah. Where you show yeah. up and they, they kind of like you think over the top. That movie with Sylvester Stallone, the arm wrestling movie, <laughs> but with sorcery. But with sorcery yeah. and magic. meet yeah, me yeah, halfway across yeah. oh, is... the sky. That's a oh song from God. Over the Top. <laughs> should, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but if it is, you should watch uh. it. It's insane. No, like, anyway you
3: know, like, that, just put a mic it. in front
4: of Nick and he can't it. like,
3: yeah. I do uh, hope that there is
5: a soundtrack with these upcoming Doctor know, Strange books I know I Nick want. Nick's already
3: on it yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick that, we can work on, on it me. that could
5: be our next version of AR
3: <laughs>
5: there we go oh, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of guys if you have not looked up Nick Lowe's AR videos please do so I'm sure there's somewhere on our Marvel so YouTube so if pages. you go to
0: marvel.com slash AR there's an archive on there of over 1500 videos that we did with about substantially all of them? 1400 um, art almost almost middles. all of them yeah like 1400 of them uh, wow. jordan
4: d white does and a Jay lot of steve wacker yes Jace. Th-
0: these were videos that we added content for all 399 comics a couple years ago that i worked on and we basically just had the editors in front of cameras yeah they're
4: so, really fun context. i didn't know they're all up there that's awesome okay well you
0: have to like find them they're like hidden so
4: but they're there. <laughs> no, because they're amazing.
0: Well, okay, so you guys did much better than I would have ever done on an introduction <laughs> of Doctor Strange. Uh, obviously you guys can pick up all these comics on sale right now, including the new sorcerers sorcerers. sorcerers. Yep. Supreme. Supreme. Yeah. Uh yeah. Where can guys where can them find where can they find you guys on the internet?
4: Well, sure. Well, first you got to find those uh, those comics at your local comic shop. If you don't know where it is, just we have a comic uh, shop locator. Yes. There's one online version. There's a phone one. If you want to use your phone to actually make a phone call, you can. But it's, I think it's one eight hundred comic book. <laughs> and uh, but if, it's a quick Google search will get you there. Comic shops are amazing. Uh, obviously, we've probably talked about this before. Anyway, but you can find me online. I'm on Twitter uh, at nick underscore low underscore. Uh, Nick Lowe okay. was taken, <laughs> and I wasn't. And I even think like Nick underscore Low was also taken somehow. Oh wow! Uh, but you can find me there, and I'm on Tumblr a little bit as well. At Commander Riffraff, I think I it did. It's it's a long time ago. So. <laughs>
3: that, <laughs> that was it's, your it's middle a great school <laughs> probably. probably. Uh, okay, I'm on Twitter at. Darren K Shan, uh, I tweet maybe like once in a blue moon, so you can follow me if you want. But uh,
5: really selling it.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Or don't. It's, it's up to you. Um, it's then a free then, country. I'm, 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 I'm on, Do what you want. And then I'm on Instagram. I think it's also at Darren K Shan.
5: Real
0: um,
3: social media
5: savvy, aren't you, Darren?
0: I have, like,
3: three posts so far, and I've only been signed up for three months. So it's, like, one post a month. Yeah,
5: That's not too bad. There's yeah. some people who forget.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
5: definitely a desperate call-out from Darren for more social media. <laughs> more, so guys, more people. So, guys, please go ahead and follow him. I should also add on uh, that all of the classic Doctor Strange books, um, everything created by Steve mm-hmm. Ditko, uh... Oh God! And it Was in Stanley, yep. Stanley in what it was the seventies? Right when 60s. it was the sixties.
4: Yeah, he's in the sixties. Um,
5: check it out on Marvel Unlimited. Yep. We have everything up there. It's just a, a great way for you guys to get um, familiarized with Doctor Strange right before the film comes out on November fourth, um, which I believe is now today, today,
0: yes. which is today, today. Yes. Yes.
4: Go out and see it. Go I'm excited. It.
5: Yeah,
0: go. I see. It.
4: We're seeing it tonight.
0: It's pretty yes. phenomenal. The magic is magical and mystic. Um, make sure you guys watch it if you can in 3D. Um, the way that the the world sort of cl- and the mirror world all collide on themselves are pretty amazing. So
5: highly recommend. Yes, definitely a visual feast. Um, a lot of fun. And, of course, Benedict. Don't we all love Benedict? The Cumberlord. Yes, the Cumberlord. The Cumberlord. Lord. Yes, um, he's just fantastic in it. So, anyway, thank you guys for taking time away from your busy editing schedules. Thanks for having us and hanging out with us and telling us crazy things. Yeah. As always. There we go. And then having Sana tell crazy stories about Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But make sure you guys check out the movie, check out the awesome Doctor Strange books that we have uh, going out, created by these awesome. Uh, creators that we have uh, in front of us, and of course the writers and artists, um,
4: especially them, especially <laughs> the writers
5: and artists, of course. Uh, but uh, thank you guys uh, for joining us, and we will check you out next time. Oh, one more thing: we're actually on SoundCloud now. That's really exciting, guys.
1: So if you're listening oh, to SoundCloud. this
0: on t- iTunes, so head over to SoundCloud. You can also follow us there. So it's that's SoundCloud.com/slash/Marvel. So yeah, awesome. That's it.
4: I hey, we're we'll we'll
0: s- Marvel. Uh-huh. We'll see you guys next week. This is Marvel, your universe.